Hello, and welcome to American Pale Males, your nerdy beer-tasting podcast. As always, I'm your, well, one of your co-hosts, Jeremy, and with me, as always, is the other co-host... It's Michael. <laughs> Jeremy, another day, another n- not dollar. Well, uh, I mean that too. <laughs> but another beer, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we can do that too. Yes. But uh, don't sound too si- excited about it, Michael. <laughs> It's a beautiful day out. That's true. We're sitting we're sitting indoors. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Fits in with the the thesis of the show. Right. At least in my opinion it does. <laughs> I agree. Jeremy, what have you been up to lately? Well, Michael, usually about this time of the year I start playing Ultimate Frisbee, but as we've established on a prior episode, uh that's not going to happen due to some broken bones. Oh yeah. Oh. So, so what have you been doing instead? I, I've been reading, as one might expect. Ah, yes. This is becoming almost a pretty... It's always been a recurring segment, mm-hmm. but it's become a weekly segment almost now. I mean, maybe, but it's it's taken on more since my injuries just because I don't really have a whole lot to do. Right. And I don't want to sure. spend all of my time in front of the TV, although I do love hockey, and we've got the Stanley Cup Finals going on as we record this, but... Mm-hmm. I'm on number 15 of the year at the moment out of a projected 30, and I have a feeling that I'm going to need to up my number, but I'm... Yeah, your book school, you're destroying it. Well, I don't know if I'm destroying it, but, oh, I, but I am ahead yeah, of I'm yeah. ahead of schedule, we'll say. I'm about 100 pages away from where I need to be for the end of June. Okay. And so I'll probably finish that up in the next couple days. But uh, outside of some super depressing books that I read on uh, war, war atrocities while I was recuperating from my injuries, uh, I moved on to a couple of different, wildly different books, Michael. Um, uh, most recent ones that I finished were Shattered Inside Hillary Clinton's Doomed Campaign. Oh, yeah. you were. I think you had started that I, one. I, I last... did. I finished it. It's a... Uh, <laughs> I had seen some reviews on it that said it went too soft and, you know, it just kind of blamed everyone else except the candidate for what happened back in November. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that feeling, like, at all. Okay. <laughs> I felt it was pretty vicious towards her and portrayed her as, and, I mean, portrayed her as what her enemy said she was, like, out of touch, aloof, uh, didn't really care about the working man, just only cared about getting into the the old Oval Office there. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting if you have a fascination with campaign history, as we've established. I somehow do. Yeah, that one's good, and I've I'm on about halfway through Universal Harvester by John Darnielle. Michael, does the name mm-hmm. John Darnielle ring any bells? Mm, no. Does the band name the Mountain Goats ring any bells? This sounds vaguely familiar. Okay, well, the Mountain Goats are a it's kind of one of those, it's a project of the singer who's just the every guy, and he has people who record with him. And okay. He's he's famous for intensely personal albums that do not shy away from darkness, and the reason why I wanted to look into this book is because it's set in Nevada, Iowa, in the late 90s, and it's kind of a horror novel mm-hmm. that revolves around a uh, main character named Jeremy, oddly enough. <laughs> who works in a movie rental place, and he gets some customers that say, hey, there's something weird on this tape. And so he pops it in, and he finds these disturbing uh, images on there. 
and it's 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 him trying to figure out what's going on in this world. And I think the reason why I like it so much is because when authors can nail the the little things without resorting to, you know, Mick Foley-esque cheap heat of saying like, well, here the the Iowa Hawkeyes are going to win tonight, but you know, he he gets the little details right and it's having grown up roughly in that neck of the woods, give or take an hour and a half drive. It's it's kind of freaking me out a little bit. Okay, <laughs> it's uncannily close to home, kind of. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, I I think I'm not 100 percent sure where Nevada is, but yeah, it's it's kind of freaking me out, and I really dig it. What about yourself, Michael? What have you been up to? Well, I have also been hitting the books. Really? Yeah, or at least book in this case. Um, yeah, I listened to a podcast. Um. It's the Adam Ruins Everything podcast. <laughs> and so if you've ever seen, that's a television show, um, which I, the episodes I've seen, I quite enjoyed. It's probably the only podcast, or the only TV show that I've seen that has citations on the screen. Oh, really? Um, yeah. <laughs> which I have to give respect to. Yeah. Um, and he really dissects some of, kind of some cultural myths and even big topics like is the TSA doing anything? Oh, and no. <laughs> do you need to drink eight cups of water a day? And oh, okay. Kind of common little, I, I want to use the word tableaus. I don't know if that's right. Yeah, well, <laughs> like that. I'll take it. Yeah. So, and so he usually he has an expert on the show, and they're usually on pretty briefly for like a couple minutes or something. And in the podcast, he takes that expert from the show and actually has like, a 30-minute, hour-long conversation with him about the topic that was on the show, but that can go really in-depth because it's a podcast, not a TV show that sure. needs to be rapidly changing and constantly entertaining you. Mm-hmm. But from that, you get a real interesting deep dive into a topic. And the the podcast I listened to um, was the author of this book, was the guest. And it basically is about, the show was about the funeral industry and kind of the continuation and propagation of the modern funeral and how necessary it is <laughs> in modern society in America. Mm-hmm. So the book is called Smoke Gets in Your Eyes Okay. and Other Lessons from the Crematory by Caitlin Doty. And it's basically her memoirs of working in a crematorium. Huh. And so it's quite interesting, kind of a world you never hear about too much. So it's a little kind of behind the scenes take on that. It's also kind of shows her like growing in her career in that, in that field. And uh, it's very interesting. And uh, I also recommend listening to the podcast because she has a really fresh take on funerals and Mm -hmm. kind of, there's a real corporate big business side to funerals that kind of is, um, gets away with it, I guess you could say because (laughs) of the, subject matter at sure. hand they can hide behind a smoke screen of don't you love the, your recently deceased don't they need the uh, brushed platinum instead of the right <laughs> press board yeah, yeah pine or whatever yeah pine so, man somewhat ooh la la <laughs> well yeah if you listen to the podcast she recommends a good nothing for a <laughs> casket basically yeah yeah um so, yeah, good book, very fresh take on uh, things there. It's kind of a Mary Roach type mm-hmm. look at it. 
I do like some Mary Roach. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe not as off the wall as her. Um, as but stiff. still has some of that humorous interjections mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Cool. So, I dig it, yeah, Michael. So, look at us. Lots of recommendations. I know, from... and we're both morbid. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. It, all of our books are fitting in with like the modern theme of the show, which tends to be like horror movies and uh, death. <laughs> and pro wrestling every now and then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Talked a lot about books. Jeremy, we need to get into beer before all everybody tunes out and says, I didn't sign up for a book podcast. Okay. What do you got for a beer, Brad? Well, Michael, uh, as you will remember, I believe it was the last episode I discussed the the stouts and the porters and the dark beers at Dark Lord Day. Ah, uh, yes, the follow-up. The, what what the, did you got? The follow-up from? was the the uh, the amazing amount of sours that showed up at this thing. Ooh. Um, I had not really expected that many sours, mm-hmm. but I came across some delicious ones. Uh, number, one of them was called Slide Rule by Urban Artifact, given to us by ooh, a couple of nice gentlemen during High on Fire, I want to say. Um, it gets a little hard to de- like to determine what was what in my mind because I, I didn't take notes because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was an idiot, but I remember it being good. Okay. But uh, another one is we met one of the, I don't know if he works there, if he's an actual brewer, uh, what he does, but we met one of the guys who works at Upland Brewing Company, and I'm not entirely sure where, oh, Bloomington, Indiana, pardon me. Oh, right. And we... Yeah, we've had them on the show. We've had the uh, Champagne Velvet on the show from them. Okay, well, I had a barrel named Phyllis. Okay. That's the name of the beer. A barrel named <laughs> nice. Phyllis. And it's described as a sour ale aged with black currants and espresso. So they, it got... Uh, the reason why I wanted to focus on this one is it kind of got into that uh, woody, smoky sour that we were talking about. Oh, Not yeah. Too, uh, in the, uh, the Show Me Sour episode. Yes. And I feel that that was much closer to what that beer was angling for. Obviously, it wasn't going for the same thing because it had espresso and currants in it, but mm-hmm. it uh, mm. I thought it was pretty dang delicious. I gave it four stars. That sounds good. What about yourself, Michael? What do you got for me this week? Uh, I'll interject here, taking a oh, please beer do. brag break. Nevada, Iowa is quite close to Ames. That makes sense. Des Moines. If, uh, yes. if memory serves, John Darnielle of Mountain Goats did actually live in Ames for a lo- quite a long time in the late 90s, early 2000s. And Jeremy, I'm seeing two other small towns in Iowa that just popped up on the map. Let me know if you've been to these before. They might be near neck of the woods. Okay. Little town called What Cheer, Iowa? Uh, that, it's it's on the way here. It's on. I see the sign on Interstate 80 when I come back from the west side of the state, so... I've I know of it quite well, but I've never been there. What a jolly name! I know, and also right? Montezuma, Iowa. Uh, I once again I've heard of it, but I've not actually been there. One of those exit signs that you see yeah. and you just blow right by. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So my beer break. Um, I had a sampler pack from Lakefront Brewery, and one of the beers in there was called smash ale lemon drop okay and smash is single malt and single hop ale smash i really liked it because it was a really good kind of tasting experiment because it was 
you know you get a taste that single malt, you get a taste that single hop, and get a good profile of what that is. Mm-hmm. Being single hop, it had a real sharp like upfront flavor, and then like it just fell off right away. Okay. So there wasn't a lot of like complexity there in the taste that oh it changes as it goes across your tongue. It was just mm-hmm. kind of like Wham. boom and then drop. A whammy, one might say. Yeah. And and the lemon drop hop was pretty good with citrusy as you can imagine it's kind of more of like a the zest from a lemon yeah, rather than th- the juice from a lemon i feel like i've had a single hop lemon drop hop ipa wow i can't believe i said that and didn't stumble <laughs> over myself so yeah I, I really like that uh the concept of the beer and i like that beer itself i gave it i gave it three and a half stars but um what they have a few other ones mm-hmm. too they have a smash ale citra and they have Smash Ale Willamette. So uh, I would like to just try those just because you can. To, yeah, because I can. And it'd be an awesome uh, tasting experience to get a little more uh, alone time with those hops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, let's change the subject before <laughs> it gets weirder. Um, now, Jeremy, you just went to Dark Lord Day. I did. Beer and music come together. We've been hearing about all these beers. We did that are based on bands. Yes, sir. Iron Maiden, mm-hmm. the Trooper, Clutch, the Clutch you mentioned the... on this one from New Belgium. Clutch is just called Clutch from New Belgium. Yes, that's correct. Yes. Uh, yeah, the Clutch. <laughs> oh, just just Clutch. <laughs> okay. So I want to challenge you. I have this random list generator. Oh. I'm going to give you three artists slash bands. Okay. And it could be from any genre. Oh, boy. And I want you, I'm putting you on the spot. You don't even know about this. No, I, I truly don't. <laughs> design a beer for that band. Okay, now, if it falls into a genre outside of my purview, am I allowed to uh, throw a pass on it? Or do I need to just assume that I can figure something out? Well, that's you'll get three choices, and you choose one. Oh, okay, that sounds so. Better. That's yeah, but uh, so this is from randomlist.com slash random dash music, um, and I just click a button here, and it gives me three bands. So here we go. Okay. Oh, yeah, this might be got good choices here. All right. You can choose from Oasis. Okay. Gorillas. Okay. Or Nirvana. So if I wanted to go really, really tasteless, I would go with Nirvana. Okay. I'm not going to do that because I don't much care for them. And okay. I've got no problem with Gorillas or Oasis, either of them. But I'm going to go with Oasis just because it lends itself to an easier description, especially off the top of my head. So we're going to go Oasis. Yes. Um, Good area and style to go off The of, uh, The of. title of the beer is Champagne Supernova. Okay. ER. <laughs> we're, yes. we're going ER for for reasons. And uh, the style of the beer is, uh, we're going to go a little bit odd on this, Michael. We're going to go with a, a traditional English bitter. But, mm-hmm. whereas... The twist. Where, the twist. And uh, you can probably see this one coming a mile away. But we're going to use, rather than a traditional uh, ale yeast or lager yeast or... I suppose it'd be an ale if it's in English. But rather than any of those, we're going to go with a cider yeast. Oh. To get the fizzy, like the, the really crisp fizziness. Yes. Um, we're going to go with uh, Kent Golding? East Kent Goldings? Is that a hop style? 
Yes. Okay. So. We're we're going to go with a lot of those. We're going to make this a little bit more bitter than usual, even though you know it is an English bitter. Right. We're going to give it a traditional light amber to light brown sort of color. I don't know what exact malts one would use for that. Mm-hmm. Um, eh, C C twenty C forty something along. Okay. Something along there, and my goals for this one would be. Would to be have like a light backbone because Oasis doesn't really have a backbone. They're constantly fighting <laughs> and bickering with one another. Yeah. Um, I imagine their tour bus stinks quite uh, heavily of something you know relatively similar to hops and the family tree. So we're gonna <laughs> yeah, make this okay. nice and hoppy, and uh, we're going with a super fizzy beer, just because it's a the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. On the champagne maybe. supernova. <laughs> Serve a little colder than a normal English ale to keep that robust fizziness. Absolutely. All right. We'll, we'll do the, we'll do this one extra cold. <laughs> extra cold. Okay. <laughs> like Heineken, extra cold. Extra cold. It's, if the tap's not icy, don't buy it. It's not going to be well there. Okay. Okay. Well, excellent, Jeremy. You oh, that was very good. That was. I know people won't believe us, but that really was off the top of my <laughs> off the top of the head. Uh. I feel like I didn't screw it up too badly. Yeah. So that that was a beer the band. Is there a band out there called Beer? Uh I I mean maybe, but there is a German uh there's actually a couple of I think they're folk metal bands. One is called Tankard. Okay. And all of their songs are about beer. And another one is called Alestorm. And all of their songs are about pirating. Oh. And, you know, alcohol. The one album of theirs I've heard is called Captain Morgan's Revenge. It's actually quite delightful. We, we may have to link to the song on the okay. webpage. Okay. It's pretty stupid, but it is it is a lot of fun. But yeah, I don't know off the top of my head if there's a band called Beer. Okay. But Michael, um, mm-hmm. unless there's anything else, we have a nice odd segue here. Yeah, to the FDR. To the FDR, in which we find a beer, drink a beer, and rate a beer. Now, that's right. I did not do this on purpose, because I mm-hmm. totally forgot what we were having in the FDR when I was put on the spot. But we are doing Reunion Pub Ale from Reunion Brewery in Coralville, Iowa. The corporate lingo says it's a pub ale. That wonderful gift from across the pond. The oh. unlikely union between the fruit of the soil and cold, lifeless steel. Earthy floral hops and rich English malts forge an ale meant for you and me. So, that's fortuitous. Very much I mean, so. Once again, we do not really plan a whole lot for these sort of things. <laughs> um, but Michael Reunion is a brewery. You've that mentioned them on the show before. We yes. have. I bel- what? What was it? I had one of their IPAs. Let me do. Was their orange? You said it was very orange juicy. I believe juice kind of? juice factory. The one yes. that has a crazy Ren and Stimpy-looking thing grinding an orange on its eye, a la Homer <laughs> Simpson when he's trying to figure out there's a better way to make juice. Okay. <laughs> it, it's very similar to that, and I'd be surprised if that wasn't the basis of it now that I look at it. Now this, sorry to deviate from your reunion, but this can itself has an interesting artwork. It does. Um, what? <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I'm not exact. This is kind of demented in a, in a good way. <laughs> Um, it has a, how, how would you, well, Michael, you describe this. I, I'm doing all the other stuff. You describe this. It looks, so it's like a, a woman with a flower for a head uh-huh. holding a basket and across from her, she's in a field of wheat 
And across from her is a man with a tree for a head. And in one hand, he's holding a, a sickle, which I assume he's using to harvest the wheat. Uh-huh. And the other hand, he's holding a flower. Um, and where the, I don't know what you call it, the pollen zone of the flower is a small baby's face. The pollen zone. Um, and it looks like the woman is receiving this flower from this tree man on bended knee. The pollen zone. <laughs> Yeah, the pollen. The pollen zone. Okay, I, <laughs> um, I just wanted to underline that for uh, all of our friends at home, and remind you that I don't know it, but I'm not going to call it the pollen zone. <laughs> I'm calling it the pollen zone. The center of the flower, perhaps. Yes. So it's interesting. It's also um, I like the. We saw this with uh, Kelowna Brewing Company. Is it where they just take the? They have basically like a metal can mm-hmm. and that this labels just a giant sticker around the can yes so. I, I believe that is a bit like Kelowna. i don't know if they like still that. do that but at the time they did seems cost efficient and colorful i like it it is cost efficient and colorful michael i like where your head's at you were going to talk about reunion and then i rudely interrupted reunion is a brewery that opened up a few years i'm i'm getting old and time is flat circle and I don't really remember what happens when anymore but Mm -hmm. Reunion opened up in an old building on the Coralville Strip which is a uh, sort of like a commercial zone it kind of just stretches the entire length of this I I guess you would call it a suburb of Iowa City even though it's its own city Mm -hmm. like University City adjacent sure sure there used to be a restaurant in this building that was kind of a normal chainy like a local version of an Applebee's sort of thing. They made tomato pie. They did make tomato pie. And, well, Mondo's closed and Reunion opened up in its place. And they they must have built a pretty good-sized brewery in the back. I don't know where they put it or if they expanded. I guess I should look these things up before we start recording. <laughs> but, feh, I'll, I'll run with it. They, they crank out quite a bit of beers and... And to be honest, within the first few months, I wasn't that impressed with what I had had from there. You can generally find one or two of their beers around pretty much any bar in Iowa City. Okay. And outside of the juice factory, as I had said, I wasn't that impressed. But, you know, sometimes you get the yips when you're starting off at things. We went back and had some of their food, which is actually pretty good. And I tried a couple of their IPAs, and they really warmed me up to them. Good. Or rather, I warm I warmed up to them. That now is this a new one for you here? This pub ale? It is. I have not had the pub ale, and I. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it's. I'm. I'm kind of. I wish I would have looked up more on this because they, they have a about. Uh, I'd say about ten to a dozen beers on tap at any given time at the hmm. at the brew house. They have. They can things, obviously. Yeah. And there's there's more than a few, but there's not a lot that's canned. So. I'm not entirely sure on how their operation works, but I like where their heads are at. We're we're getting yeah. more and more breweries in the area, which is fine. And to those that say that you know there's a there's a craft beer bubble, uh, I I don't buy that for one second. Oh, the big short over here. Well, not I mean not quite. You're... I'm not, I'm not going to start shorting <laughs> beer futures or anything like that. If anything, you short orange futures or or, or no, was it oranges or orange juice in trading places? That Eddie Murphy movie? Yes, I, I think it was Orange, orange Juice, juice yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, in a world where Budweiser still, and 
where AB InBev and SAB Miller Coors or whatever the heck it's called now still have to sell somewhere in a neighborhood of like 90 to 95 percent of the beer worldwide. I'm not too worried about there being too many, you know, craft breweries around. Sure. Much sure. like you know, if there was a a bakery or something and they made bad donuts, they probably wouldn't do so hot. So my view of something isn't all that good. The, mar- the, the free market will suss it out, Michael. All right. Adam Smith over here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so we're kind of going a, a deep local dive as we do time to time on the podcast, but I'm interested in... I haven't had this style in a while, and uh, me obviously first time for me trying this uh, particular brewery, so should we? shall we get into it? We should, and I don't... Michael, as we open and pour, mm-hmm. do we... I don't know how it is for you, but do you think that local slash smaller breweries are angling more towards canning as opposed to bottling? Because it seems that I, way to me. Yeah, it seems that way to me. I have no objective evidence, just my experience. But yes, I would agree with you. What's your what? What do you, so you just feel like there's a yes. more canning as opposed to bottling these days? Yes. It it seems that way to me too. Like Kelowna, to the best of my knowledge, has. Outside of like a few oddball slash imperials, variants, whatever, has always canned everything. I know that Exile in Des Moines has just started canning. They have, I think they have three beers in cans. I I think. At least three. Toppling Goliath is, move, is almost done with their expansion in Decora, and I believe they're going to have a, a massive canning line. Oh, it, nice. I don't know. Maybe it's just easier to recycle? I don't know. It. I believe it's cheaper to ship and... That would make sense. Easier to recycle, yeah. And it's environmentally advantageous as long as you do recycle the can. Well, yeah. Whereas recycling glass isn't so great. Recycling metal is super great, so... Well, I mean, recycling is, is the bee's knees here on American Pale Males, Michael. <laughs> But uh, describe what you're seeing in your, uh, I'm assuming your shaker pint glass. Because if we're going with a pub ale, it better be in a shaker. It is in a shaker, and it is... It's an English coppery color. Almost a reddish hue to it. I mean, that that would be uh, copper, Michael. Burnt sienna? I don't know. I don't know if I'd Um, go that far. (laughs) But it's, it's, I mean, if you've been to England or had a pub ale or an English mild or, you know... Take your pick. It looks like that. Yeah, a little uh, haziness in there. Just you, you can see through it, but just um, the very smallest amount of haze going on. A nice little bit of lacing on the head. It's yeah. I I don't know where I saw it, but I saw something on Twitter yesterday that says you can judge a beer by how well it laces. Oh really? And if you will slightly rotate, and this will work a little bit better as we uh drink as we drink, but uh. If you just kind of uh, oscillate, I don't know what the word is, <laughs> just kind of twist it around, mm-hmm. you can, see, you can it. see it sticking a little. Yeah. That's also probably got something to do with how clean the glass is, so let's hope okay. my uh, dishwasher is up to task. Okay. Jeremy, why don't you go in and uh, see if this is a good reunion with reunion or not. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> I want you drink the beer. Yeah, uh, as as penance for that horrible joke, I want you to tell me uh, what you think of English beers in general. The 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 English bitter, the the mild, we'll say. Uh, I do like I do like them. 
I, it's just I don't get them that much. I just don't think they're as prevalent, I think, is mainly why. Sometimes they can be a little watery, which I don't like, but if they have a nice, mm-hmm. good backbone, I do enjoy them. Well, Michael, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised as you dig in because this one has a, this one's got some a pretty delicious malt profile to it. That's nice and malty. That's, wow. that's really malty, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Michael, you've not been to England, correct? Mm. Or have you? I have. Were you there when you were of drinking age? Uh, I was there, but I wasn't here. Uh, I didn't drink any beers okay. there, though. Um, I went to England slash the UK three years ago now with the express intent of exploring English beer styles. And outside of Brains and Cardiff, Wales, this is probably the best iteration of an English mouth that I can think of. Wow. Um, Like you said, most of the times they can be a little bit too watery or... Mm -hmm. Just sort of there, um, I don't remember, I, it may have been an old episode of Family Guy, so forgive me for both mm-hmm. dating myself and admitting to having watched Family Guy at one point, but uh, I believe they... Re- yeah, we all did. We all did at some point. I believe they refer to English beer as a warm cup of tobacco chew or spit at some point, <laughs> and that's always stuck with me. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's not entirely out of bounds. Not fair, obviously, it's an mm-hmm. animated comedy, but... But yeah, I dig this. The uh, the malt is is huge on this one. Big malt. You still do get um, the hop flavor, though. That's still present. Yeah, a little bit. A lot of English pub ales I associate with a little lack of carbonation, but this one does have carbonation. Not that it's good or bad either way, mm-hmm. but this is pretty... Uh, the bubblies are there. <laughs> it's it's true. Um yeah, that was definitely one of the things that I took away from my great English expedition through the pubs of London and, uh, well, like, I think two pubs in London, but it was that a lot of the beer was a lot less effervescent there. But as you said, this mm-hmm. one, for the life of me, I can't quite figure out why you would want to have a a relatively flat beer unless it's, you know, something like a, a really dark beer, like a stout or a porter, mm-hmm. but even... Like the stout that everyone thinks of is, it is it effervescent if it's nitrogenated? Uh, it's I would it goes the other way, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I guess I, I don't mean, know. The, scientifically, maybe it is. I don't but know the textbook definition of effervescence, but it is on the tongue. No, no, definitely not. But this one is, I I, I like the fizzy. I like the fizzies, as we've said. Um, just sometimes it feels with these beers that when they're a little bit more flat, that it uh. It'll just sit there, and it won't have any texture, for lack of a better word. Kind of contributes to that wateriness. A to little bit, yeah. Whereas this just feels more alive, with the glory of mm-hmm. love. <laughs> um, as I drink it more, the the bitterness is coming out more, but the malt balances it well enough that it uh-huh. it's a nice uh, seesaw of, you know, you start with a nice malty flavor, then finishes bitter. But across the board, it's really good. I I agree. The uh, maybe, you know, maybe I can find out what sort of hops are in this thing. Um, I was trying to peek at that, and I, so there's no. Well, I didn't see any official web page for this beer. There is not. There is a tap finder, tap hunter. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, I looked on Beer Advocate. Maybe Rate Beer will have something. Aha. It is considered an English bitter. 
Yeah, I did see okay. that. Yeah, I don't know. It is biscuity. I'll give him that. <laughs> this is this is pathetic, Michael. But uh, I mean, both us not knowing what the heck we're talking about, but just <laughs> spending this podcast looking crap up on the internet. <laughs> People can do that at home. So we're gonna go. We're gonna rate from the uh, the solar plexus, Michael. We're gonna discuss okay. from the solar plexus. If you had to guess. Uh, what would you say, or if you had to describe these, what would you say about these hops? I would presume, <laughs> not going out on a limb here, I presume they're uh, kind of the English-style hops, like as you mentioned. Uh, Kent like Golding or Styrian Golding. Golding. Yeah, yes. Which tend to kind of be a lower profile, I guess maybe you could say. Maybe a little not bit as... more towards a noble aspect as opposed to an American mm-hmm. aggressive, fruity, or piney or stinky yeah of hops yeah yes there is a bit of noble type flavor to this just a little bit too. it's it's almost has that like a l- somewhere in between a little yeah. bit of spice but earthy is a good way to put it mm. mm-hmm. yeah now that you say that yeah, it's, it is it's very apt well earthy yes thanks rate beer <laughs> but uh so I know my answer to this, but I'm going to spring something on you. It just came to me. Okay. If you if you are uh you're across the pond, you're uh you're wearing a nice pair of spats or knickers or something like that. You've just had a nice day of looking at all the stuff that the English stole at the British Museum. Okay. Yeah. Uh and you roll into the Hoop and Grape in downtown London like I did. And they just so happen to have Reunion Pub Ale on tap, we'll say. What do you order to eat with it? Um, now, this is di- this is different for you than it is for me, because I have a very stereotypical a- answer for this. Mincemeat pie. You're, Shepherd's pie. You're going to go with the mincemeat pie? Well, not personally. Okay. But. but what do you, Michael, order? Um, I don't know. What did it, uh, I hear they have a, a dessert called black pudding. They do have um, black pudding, and it's quite delicious. <laughs> Um, no, I don't know. What, what, what? Let's see. Um, British cuisine. They don't go in towards the vegetarian side of things very often, Michael. Right, that's the thing. You know, like bangers and mash. I'm, but that's that's, that's not a, there either. That's a breakfast thing, though. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, no, the the obvious answer, Michael, is fish and chips. Oh yeah. Oh gee, yeah. I'll meet you halfway. That, that's that's very a- apropos. I once feel again. that this would go perfectly. With a nice fried piece of fish. Nice little, uh, not leavened breading, because that would be weird, and it's the wrong word on top of that. But uh, <laughs> a nice fizzy breading, a light puffy one, like with baking soda or club soda or some sort of bicarbonate in there to mm-hmm. puff up the puff up the breading. But I don't know. I, I just feel like it, this is designed to go with a meal. And on top of that, Given that it sits at 4.8% alcohol, you can have a few of these and not a... Uh, I dare say it might be considered a session ale. Yeah. Didn't we... W- not didn't we w- off the deep end. Didn't we once say that a session ale was listed so that people could have two and not come back to work hammered? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. I, was, I was hoping I didn't dream that. I've had a lot of weird dreams with all this medication, Michael. I'm not <laughs> on it anymore, but uh, I, I had some odd ones. Michael, I... Th- I Oh, you know, call me crazy, but I think it's time for you to rate this beer. Oh, for me? Okay. Yeah, do it. Come on. All right. Well, let me go in for the sip of judgment then. Here we go. Da, 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 da. But yes, if you can get to reunion, anyone listening, do it and uh, have some of the food. Try some of the beers and let us know. I've only had like three of them, and I want to know more without actually having to do the legwork. And if I don't trust you, 
the, the people, the listeners. What am I? Uh, I like this beer, and I like the style. I like the um, taste profile. I like that earthiness. Mm-hmm. From the hops and the nice, strong malt backbone, which is built upon. Hmm, I'm kind of going between a couple of ratings here. Okay, before you do that, is there anything you dislike about this beer? Does it need to be an evolving beer? Right, yeah. I'm going to say, you know, it, while I do like the style, mm-hmm. it's not my favorite style. Okay. So I think that, I don't know, that's, you can't hold that against the beer. Sure. I mean, you uh, can, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> right. Um, so I'm going to give it a... Uh, Spit it out now. Do it. I'll give it a 3.75. Okay, that's... Like I have nothing, I have nothing particularly bad to say. It's really good and solid. It is solid, and it's tasty. It is tasty. Um, as far as me, I this this takes me back to the fall of 2014 when I was uh, just wandering around and looking for any sort of weird named beer that I could find. Hence, brains for that matter, because okay, <laughs> that's why I picked it, and it just so happened to be what. I gather is like the national beer of Cardiff. I don't know if we have any Welsh people listening. Write in and tell me, as I'm sure I'm wrong. But I really like the style. I like the idea of just... I mean, this has got to be like England's version, uh, or their equivalent of a Budweiser. Not so much in style or taste, but just in like... It's the it's the 401. Right. It's, it's, it's the, the com- standard. Commonality. It's the... Uh, yeah. You roll into a pub and you or you're like I'll have the ale. Or, yes, and it'll, the it, house, the house brew, the house brew, and it'll be this. I won't go as far to say if it wasn't good, people wouldn't drink it because I had some garbage over there. <laughs> okay, okay. I uh, not all of Bellhaven was bad, but the one I did have was pretty terrible. But that was Scottish, so different country. I really like the style, and I like the tweaks that Reunion has made to the the formula, the effervescence to it. Mm-hmm. and the stronger, more pronounced malty backbone. I think the hop profile is just right. It's not intrusive, but it all it does what it needs to do without becoming a super hoppy beer, you know what I mean? It's not an American take on an English pub ale. Right. It just happens to be uh, an English pub ale done by Americans. Yes. So with that in mind, I'm going to go in for a sip of judgment while you stall. Yes. Uh, a beer that I've seen recommended to me by an English person that is kind of nationally distributed over there is called Bombardier, and I want to get that on the show sometime. But anyway, your rating. This reminds me of a beer called Bishop's Finger mm. by Shepherd Nimi, I believe was how you pronounce it. Uh, it's got one of those weird old time, ye old time spellings to it, but I really like this beer. I could see this becoming a standard in my uh, in my home. Oh, uh, maybe not like I'm always going to have it on hand because I, I don't do that. <laughs> um, I'm going to give this a 4.25. I really like this beer. Ooh. This is going to be my... Uh, there is one uh, nameless establishment. Uh, nameless because it'll it's embarrassing. But, <laughs> well, it's embarrassing given that I'm 33 years old. Spoko. It's not the sports column. It's, it's not okay. that bad. Okay. You'd probably disagree with me on how embarrassing it is, but it, it is a sta- an establishment that uh, is just a, it's like, oh, hey, I'm old and uh, people I know are going out. Should we go to this place? They're like, eh, sure, what the heck. Um, they have this on tap, and I've always thought about uh, 
getting it, but I never did. And I think the reason why I didn't is because we had it sitting here right, waiting for the podcast. Um, oh. 4.25. Now you know, and now you can get it. And now now I know. This is a... Uh, this is this is a style that I really like. It's it's not too heavy. It's I think it's great. I love this beer. Very good. Thank you, Very Reunion, good. for putting out. Uh, this is four beers that I really like now after the uh, initial nonplusment. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna like get more uh, brewing capacity or what's gonna go on, but I I hope they get more distribution because I would really like for all of you people listening to try this or. If you come into Iowa City for a football game or a basketball game or a or a whatever, you know, check it out. Hmm. But until then, Michael, is it your week or my week to throw out the social media plugs? I feel like it's my week. Um, I can do it. All right. Well, then fine. You do it. <laughs> okay. Listen, everyone. <laughs> check us out on various areas of the internet. That includes Twitter, where we are at APM Pod. there. You can look us up on Facebook dot com slash APM pod. Email us directly if you'd like to be APM pod at gmail.com. You can also check out our YouTube page where we have little clips of the show posted there for your listening pleasure and sharing pleasure. If you like the show and you haven't done it yet, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Music. Leave a rating if you can. We'd appreciate it. Do it and, now. Yeah, in the words of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do it do now. It now. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Sorry. That was terrible. Um, yeah, I think that's it, right? That seemed really fast, but I think that's all we have to say, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. All right. I, we just said I think a lot, so. Well, I think it's time, it's time to we, end the uh, show. sign off, yeah. Yeah. But uh, for Michael, I'm Jeremy. For Jeremy, I'm Michael. And this is American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.